In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. I'm Marla Tabaka and so glad that you're here with us today because we have a really interesting and fun show today and a wonderful, wonderful guest who we're going to invite um, during the second segment. So really looking forward to that. Have just a few little updates to give you and hope you'll join me in some some other places this week because it's a crazy busy week for me and I'd love for you to be part of that. And Wednesday night, I'm doing a teleseminar that's part of a larger telesummit that I just wanted to tell you a bit about. It's about New Year's resolutions and who out there is really tired of making those New Year's resolutions that you don't keep. I mean, personally, when I do that, I feel like a failure, right? I mean, it never feels good to make resolutions. And then about this time, three weeks into the year, we find that we're already failing. Just doesn't feel good. So this is at newyouyear.com and when you listen to this telesummit there are 20 wonderful wonderful guests being interviewed and it'll sort of kick open that door to health success and happiness when you join these top experts who all have tips and information for you there are free giveaways all sorts of wonderful things um, things that you can buy at a lower rate products and information products that you can buy at a discount when when you access this at newyouyou.com. The, the show that I'm hosting is Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and I'm going to have the privilege of interviewing Amy Allers, and Amy is an international certified success coach. She's the CEO of Wake Up Call Coaching and the director of MeisterPath. She's also the co-founder of a really fun program called the Inner Mean Girl Reform School, and she's the creator of the Women's uh, Master's Teleseminar series. So Amy is going to be a really fun interview, and I think she's got years and years of experience in coaching as well. And I think that it's just going to be a a very informational thing for you to join us on. And that is Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, New Year Year. So give us a holler there. Join in. It'll be fun. 
Now, today's topic is going to be, it's sort of my uh, topic of the week, if you will, because we're talking about this today, and also tomorrow I'm going to be carrying over the topic on my EFT radio show, which you'll find at EFT Radio Online, EFT Radio Online, and that's at 12 o'clock Eastern. You can download that podcast, and you'll find my ink article at ink.com. Marla hyphen tobacco is going to give you the written version of much of what we're going to talk about today. So let's get talking. Today's topic is confidence, the lack of confidence, too much confidence, uh, the cause and core of the lack of confidence issue, which, believe it or not, really comes up for people that you wouldn't even expect to find it in. It's all too common. And we're going to look at some of the root causes today and what a lack of confidence can inhibit you from doing, as well as some of the things that you can do to really boost your confidence. And why is this important? You know, if, if we walk around life and we all, I think, we all have a lack of confidence in certain arenas in our life, certain areas. Areas that feel kind of like new territory or, you know, we have some old limiting beliefs set in that that really keep us from, from going into those areas. And it can show up, like I said, in just about anybody. And then it's important to address because the lack of confidence can keep us from our dreams. And it also has an uncanny ability to kind of disguise itself. And and one of the disguises that lack of confidence wears is the disguise of procrastination. If you're a procrastinator, you might really want to listen closely because oftentimes when we think we're simply procrastinating because we don't feel like doing something, that really, really is a lack of confidence or some deeper rooted fear or limiting belief that you're going to want to explore before you wake up one day and realize, wow, I haven't done the things that I always thought I would do. And I can give you a great example of that from a coaching call that I recently did with one of my clients. And uh, this particular person was procrastinating about making some business-related phone calls. And her, her reason for that was, I just hate the phone. I think email is a lot easier. And and I just hate the phone. And yet, on the other hand, I also know that I can get a lot more accomplished if I do pick up the phone and talk to people rather than just, you know, shooting off an email, which is my preferred way of communication. And so, you know, I was listening carefully to this gal's tone and hesitance and the different nuances that coaches listen for, and I had an inkling that there was something a lot deeper here, and it wasn't just the fact that she hated the phone. And so I asked her to tell me more about that. And long story short, what we uncovered is that she is really dealing with and, and didn't realize a fear of rejection. She's, she can take it if someone doesn't get back to her in an email because she just forgets about it or may not notice it or doesn't feel, doesn't place the level of importance on it that she does if someone were either to not return her 
phone call or worse yet to say, who is this and why are you calling me? I don't understand. Or to feel like she's bothering someone or intruding in their space. And so that fear of rejection is something that we're going to continue to explore together because it's it's rooted in something that we want to kind of dig out. And there's definitely a lack of confidence involved here with this fear of rejection. So that's kind of a, a simple explanation or a simple example, I should say, of of what lack of confidence can really, really, really disguise itself in. So if you think, well, I'm pretty basically a confident person, this show isn't for me, you know, give a listen because you might hear yourself in here. I think we all have lack of confidence somewhere. Um, And if you definitely know that you're lacking in confidence and something that's important to you, then our aim is to really help you out here today. So people who struggle with confidence issues will typically build barriers that keep them from taking the emotional risks that they would want to take if they wanted to start something new or different or expand their horizons. And when I say emotional risks, what does that that mean? Well, my description of, of this phone call discussion I had with my client is a perfect example. It was an emotional risk for her to pick up the phone and to call somebody out of fear for rejection. So again, we build barriers that keep us from taking those kinds of emotional risks. And that's just a very small example. There are much larger emotional risks that we might equate um, doing something new and getting out there and achieving our dreams and goals with. You know, we'll reach as far as the border of our tolerance level. And that tolerance level is is commonly called the comfort zone, which I always thought was kind of a funky name for it because you can get really uncomfortable in your comfort zone. And uh, oftentimes we'll manufacture excuses to stay within the safe confines of that comfort zone, just like my client is did uh, in our recent phone call. It's just so much easier, she said, to send out that email rather than pick up the phone and make that call. So we, we make these kinds of excuses to stay within those safe confines, and yet so much more is possible. And we're not exploring the possibilities when we stay within the confines of that comfort zone. And comfort zones come in all shapes and sizes. And so for some, living within the comfort zone still allows them for measured success. It allows for happiness and and a steady, sometimes even amazing income. And so you would say, well, I kind of like that comfort zone, but I can guarantee you that if they're lacking in confidence, odds are that there's something much larger, much more grand that this person wishes to explore and achieve. That lack of confidence and and fear even, I would say, just kind of lurks outside the confines of that comfort zone and it keeps us from achieving our greatest potential. And, you know, tragically, 
the dream often remains a dream when this happens and it never sees the light of day which makes it all the worse so if you struggle with occasional or an all-consuming lack of confidence then we're going to talk about some indicators today to follow and and to kind of embrace in your life a little bit so that you can determine where you are on the confidence scale we're going to do some little quiz questions in this episode of the million dollar mindset and you're going to learn some simple steps to identify your comfort zone and whether a lack of confidence might be standing between you and what you most desire in life you'll learn some simple methods to boost your confidence and break through those barriers of that not so comfortable comfort zone so today's going to be an interesting one lots to learn lots of hope i think in this show and i think that's really important when you can listen to something that can give you hope and just take you those few steps closer to whatever it is you desire. So during this upcoming break, think about what areas in your life you may be lacking confidence and, uh, you know, how you'd like to change that. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Innovation and insight, problems and solutions, capitalizing on your ideas and efforts. That's all a part of Changing the World One Invention at a Time with Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Rick will be sharing stories of innovation, invention, inspiration, and overcoming obstacles with guests who have been there, done that, and are doing that. Rick will be asking the right questions, helping you identify the real problems, and showing you how to act on your ideas by increasing consumer confidence, and more importantly, increasing your confidence to act on your ideas. For even more information, go to thinktech, that's T-E-K, globally.com. Then join us as Rick and his guests teach us how to develop new ideas and create new products, new businesses, new jobs. And together, let's get our economy growing again. It's changing the world one invention at a time with author and inventor Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 Central on toginet.com. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. 
And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And welcome back to this show on confidence. Are you lacking confidence? Well, today we're going to give you a little quiz to find out. And I'm very excited to introduce my guest today, a lovely, lovely friend and peer, Doris Helge. And you may have seen Doris on the Today Show, CNN and NPR. She's a certified coach and author of bestsellers like Joy on the Job and Transforming Pain into Power, which are both now published in many foreign languages. And Doris helps thousands and thousands of people more confidence, joy, and success. And Dr. Helch is offering some free ebooks, and we're going to give you some more information on that later in the show. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Dr. Doris. I am so happy to be here. Oh, well, it is certainly my privilege to have you here today. And we've been talking about, you know, a subject uh, in which you are just such an expert. So thank you, because I think this is a really important subject. It, it leads into topics like the imposter syndrome and and fear of failure and fear of success and so many wonderful, wonderful topics that, you know, we can help people. They're wonderful because we can help people through them. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about, if you would, about how you came into, you know, choosing to help so many people with this lack of confidence issue. Oh, I think like most people who are helping people, it all comes from our own background. Mm -hmm. You know, I struggled with confidence as a child and later and really started looking at the whys and stopped fighting myself and looking at my own self-judgments and just learned a lot about procrastination and perfectionism and how those tie together, what was fear-driven and what wasn't, Mm -hmm. and then later became a coach and just found that it's just an incredible joy to help other people get the same pieces. Oh, well, it's an incredible joy to know that you're out there helping people because it is something. And, and uh, if you're like me as a coach, you know, we get the opportunity to work with some of the most amazing, successful people who, you know, you would never, unless you have the experience of working with people like this on this level, you would never even suspect have a lack of confidence going on in certain arenas in their life. And um, it's, it's just something to talk to somebody who's achieved so many things and what other people might be looking in the door, seeing, is not what is deep down under that surface. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Most of us is always hidden from us. Mm-hmm. It's that 90%, 10% iceberg, and it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. It is. And um, it's it's always good to know that you're not alone in it, although, you know, it's frustrating to know that so many, so many people suffer from this. So tell us a little bit about some signs. If, you know, if people have been going through their life with this lack of confidence, you know, I, I don't know if... And, and please feel free to, to disagree or counter, but I don't know if we always realize it if we're lacking in confidence. What do you think about that? Oh, I absolutely agree with you. We do not always realize it. Mm-hmm. And so what are the signs that an individual would look for in himself or herself to indicate a lack of confidence? Symptoms 
that are really normal are perfectionism, procrastination, being driven by fear, heavy nature to judge other people, a lot of concern about appearances, and being so outcome-driven as opposed to just really excited and passionate about, wow, I wonder what I'm going to learn from this particular experience. Sure, it's a challenge. I may fall absolutely, totally flat on my face, and yet I'm going to learn something. I'm really, really curious what it is. So when we're holding back like that, we don't trust our intuition. We don't trust our innate instincts that make us all an incredible oracle. So those are some examples. Mm, and those are great examples. You're, you're right. You know, oftentimes when we meet someone and, and, and they're judgmental or they seem very outcome-driven, we might in turn judge them uh, uh, as being arrogant And when indeed it really is coming from a place of total lack of confidence. So I think that's an important learning for people. It is, and I love to look at the difference in humility and arrogance. To me, humility is such an incredible state, and I love it when I'm in that state. Of course, I'm not always, but I totally love it because then I know I'm on the brink of a big transformation, and I also just know that there's no one any better than anyone else on this planet. We're all just teaching each other nonstop, learning from each other. And there's just so much bliss in knowing that we don't have to be perfect, and we certainly never have to be better than, which is impossible anyway. So let's explore that a little bit, especially from the perspective of being a business owner or someone who is trying to climb the corporate ladder or, you know, any any arena where, where success is involved. Um, and, and you say we don't have to be perfect. And yet, let's face it, we all put some pressures on ourselves to achieve perfection in the things that are important to us. How do we kind of come to a place where we're feeling okay about it, but not forcing perfectionism? Thomas Edison was my perfect role model. He always approached everything like a little two-year-old. You know, reporters would come time and time again when he tried over 10,000 times to develop the incandescent light bulb. And he just didn't pay attention to their criticisms. He didn't have any himself. He kept saying, you know what, I know so much about what doesn't work. I must be really, really close to what does work. So he had so many inventions that we're still using today because he avoided judging himself and he was constantly curious about what he was learning. Mm -hmm. So in terms of climbing the corporate ladder, it's the same thing. You know, it's when is my fault? self-controlling the show here, and when is my true self controlling the show? Our true selves are always curious. They're always loving of ourselves and not judgmental about other people either. That's who we really are hardwired to be. And we could talk for hours about the hardwiring and how much fun that is to really understand, uh-huh. you know, why we're set up the way we are for survival of the species and how the corporate environment sometimes is shaped differently than that, and yet we have the tools to swing that around. Mm, so let's let's go ahead and take a minute or two or a few minutes to talk about that hardwiring. What, what do you mean by hardwired? We're hardwired to support everyone else because that's how the entire species survives. 
many corporations are set up totally for competition. There's nothing wrong with competition. There's some really healthy ways to have competition. And yet there's some unhealthy ways, and I know you know this, where it's set up in business, particularly in Western societies. And so we can, first of all, just be very, very aware of what's happening. And then we can look at, okay, which kind of competition serves us, which doesn't? Mm-hmm. How can I become my authentic self? And I'm honestly much more effective when I'm not worrying about other people and their reactions and judgments and whether I get a prize or an award or even a promotion. Mm-hmm. And then I start very, uh, I start really escalating on this scale like Thomas Edison did where I just stand out as this bright, shining light because I wasn't worried about how I look in terms of how everyone else around me in the corporate environment looks. My boss starts paying more attention. In fact, that's one of the keys to managing your boss. I know a lot of you have heard that concept, managing your boss. They're just, you know, you could go on for hours. It's just so much fun to realize there's a surface reality in a corporation and there's an under-the-surface, which is so much more powerful than any organizational chart or any corporate policy or anything else that's in writing. So it sounds like what you're saying in essence is if we can step back from our ego and ask ourselves questions that will help to kind of pique that curiosity and playfulness in us all, which we all have, that inner child person that can be playful, that, um, you know, we we can step back and, and not place so much pressure on ourselves to achieve the perfection that we tend to look for. Is it right? Right. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And we can also work with our hardwiring. We can do some specific exercises, for example, where we get in touch with that innate part of ourselves that's in our brain that is that child that's innately confident before the parents condition the child to lose that confidence and curiosity, we can bring that back. And it's so much fun to do that and so very, very fulfilling. It takes all the performance anxiety away, which is another symptom, by the way, of low confidence. Mm -hmm. Performance anxiety. We have about two minutes in break. Talk a little bit, Doris, about something that you just said that really piqued my interest, that parents take that away from us. How, for the parents who are listening now, parents of young children, what are some of the things parents do that inadvertently does, takes that away? Do you remember that book by Eric Byrne about games people play or Thomas Harrison about transactional analysis, I'm okay, you're okay, mm-hmm. and then I'm okay, you're not okay, and so forth? Mm-hmm. Okay. It can be as simple in understanding as that. The parent is literally the apparent figure, and there's some good reasons for that, obviously. And yet, when kids buy into that, it starts suppressing, I'm okay, because the parent's okay. The adult makes the decision. The adult happens to be the parent. It's very different from the functional adult, which is non-judgmental. It's thinking, rational, neutral, objective and the highest possible morals. And so that's the innate sage that lives within all of us, mm-hmm. whereas when we buy into the parent-child and when we play that out in corporate America, we totally give up our power mm-hmm. by looking around us to get someone else's approval, by being obedient. And society is in such massive, massive positive change right now. 
People are so ready for this difference that's happening. And I know you said two minutes, so we're just about up. Yeah, we're coming into break in just a a few seconds. Um, I'm hoping that you have time to stay with us into the next segment, do you? I can do one more segment. I'd love to. Okay, wonderful. And so we're here today with Dr. Doris Helge, and you can find her at freejoyonthejobebooks.com. You can go ahead and register there for one of the free offerings that she's bringing to the show today, freejoyonthejobebooks.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. Well, I'm just really enjoying this conversation with Doris Helge, Ph.D. today. We're talking about lack of confidence and what are some of the signs and symptoms. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit in this segment also about some confidence boosters and things that you can do to to increase confidence. Because I, I truly believe that in some arena in our lives, we all struggle with a lack of confidence. Thank you for being here with us today. Hey, Doris, it's fun. This is so fun. It is. <laughs> yeah. And and so you recommended some some great books in 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 the past segment and uh 
You know, it is interesting how much influence we have over the development of our little ones. And, and, and sometimes that gets scary and we can even, you know, do a whole show on the parenting lack of confidence thing. You know, there's so much. But in this segment, since we have a short time with you today, I'd love to talk about some things that, that we can do to boost our confidence. What are some of the things that you suggest to your clients? I would begin by looking at where you're not willing to take a risk. Mm-hmm. That's true for all of us sometimes. And again, I love what you said. None of us are confident 100% of the time. We're all working on it in terms of, you know, we'll never get to this 110% point. But we certainly become more and more confident every month if we're working on it. Yeah. So so we look at that. Where are you willing, you know, not willing to take a risk? And, and, then, and then what? I mean, how do you've been hardwired not to take this kind of risk from previous experiences in your life that have taught you that it could be emotionally dangerous to you? How do we just change that? Partly we change our support system. We do work inside and outside. It's tempting sometimes to think it's all up to us, but we really should be tweaking our environment also particularly those of you who are in a corporate environment, I would encourage you, like I work with all my clients in doing, identify who are your supporters, who are not. If you're an entrepreneur, it's particularly important to look at who are your dream breakers and who are your supporters. Mm -hmm. And just come up with a a really systematic way of doing it. I know Marla must do that with her clients too. I do that with mine. And we just very systematically look at where is your most dependable support. How can you enhance that? And then how can you build where there are missing elements of that support, just like Marla and I do in terms of your internal strengths? Most of your strengths you're aware of or you wouldn't have become as successful as you are already. However, I guarantee you there are some hidden strengths that are masquerading as weaknesses right now. So we would work on identifying more of those hidden strengths, bring them to the front, You're going to develop immense creativity when that happens, which is another sign of confidence. When you're creative, you forget all about feeling inadequate. You forget how to judge yourself. Just like when you're curious, you cannot be curious and judgmental at the same time. It's really impossible because of the way your brain's hardwired. Yeah, it is. It is. And... um... I think that those are all such important points, and one that really sticks out for me is the tweaking the environment and, you know, where are you supported and where are you not? And I think there's an even deeper point then beyond that, and that is to accept the support because how often do you speak to people who say, well, my friends tell me and my clients tell me and my mother and father tell me and -and so-and-so tells me, you know, I'm just great in this area, but I think they're all lying because they like me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. In fact, one of our little freebies is 10 Habits of Highly Confident People. And what we look at there are, can you accept a compliment? Mm -hmm. What's your deserve level? Because we get in life pretty much what we expect and what we're willing to receive. And so I'm sure, Marla, you do the same thing with your clients. You're really looking at, what are you willing to receive right now? How comfortable are you? How can you work with that? And you find, I know, that people make really rapid progress once they start doing that. 
Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. And one of the little exercises that I often have my clients do is to ask their friends, loved ones, uh, to make a list of 50 qualities that they see in that person and to sit there in person with eye contact as that individual delivers that list of qualities and reads them to you. And that, of course, can be reciprocal, which makes some people a little more comfortable in doing that because I know one of my clients did that and she received email responses that just blew her away. She said, I can't believe my friends took time to do this for me. I know. Like, of course. These are your real friends. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I actually did that exercise once as well as under direction from my own coach years ago. And I did that, the, the email route. And you're right. The stuff that came back was just, oh, it brought tears to my eyes. And it really did change the way I viewed myself because you see the trending patterns. And so you say, okay, you know what? If if 10 people are all saying this, then I'm sorry. It's got to be true. It's yeah. very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So confidence boosters. Uh, look where you're, you're not willing to take a risk. Change your support system or tweak your environment. Enhance and build. Take a look at those hidden strengths because that helps you to develop the creativity. And you're right. When we're coming from that right side of the brain, right? It's so much harder to be critical. Right. Yeah. So and, what are... and another thing is to hold the intention to be 100% authentically you. To notice first where you're not being authentic, to forgive yourself, and then take little tiny steps to be more authentic. One of the things we know about the brain is you don't want to push too hard too fast or we become like a rubber band. We recoil from snapping it too far. So it's about holding that intention taking those little tiny steps. And Doris, for someone who may not understand what that means to be authentic, you how how can we restate that and help a person to discover even who they authentically are i think that's the first step and i bet marla you do the same thing with your clients i lead them through an exercise where they get clear on their life purpose and values and then their passion becomes so evident to them and they have this drive to be authentically them they really discover who that is that person most of the time has been buried it's been socially programmed. Again, parents and teachers with all great intentions yes. program kids, and they lose a lot of their individuality. They lose a lot of that innate curiosity and creativity, and they lose that innate confidence that we're all born with, no matter what we look like, what we sound like. Mm-hmm. We are all born with innate confidence. It's reprogrammed by society. So we can regain that, and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I love that about you. You seem to make everything fun, Doris. (laughs) Life is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Life is fun. It is fun. And, And you made a statement earlier again about coming from that place of curiosity. And I just love that. And I think that that's a a pretty solid metaphysical viewpoint as well. And when I learned that, when I could sort of, um, the way for me to learn it was to actually envision myself up, up above me, looking down on me and just 
curiously asking questions. Wow, mm-hmm. why, why does she feel that way? That's really interesting. Let's explore this instead of going into that bad place, you know. Um, right. What are, what are some other ways to do that, to, to take on the curiosity, especially if you are in a bad place? One is really to take seriously what you just said, the curious witness. To just play with that curious witness, to watch yourself become much less emotional when you would have had emotional triggers in the past. And another segue from that is look where you're competitive and where you compare yourself with other people. Mm-hmm. Competition's fine. I love the way our society's set up to a degree because competition can be really healthy. But if we're competing with people with the outcome that someone wins and someone loses in the sense that we lose or we have to put someone else down to feel good about ourselves, those kind of comparisons are very unhealthy. And we always, if we're in that trap, by taking small steps away from that pattern can just break out into this amazing self-acceptance and acceptance of other people. I love what the Dalai Lama talked about in his book on happiness when he talked about if you're comparing, always compare to the person who has it rougher than you are. That's the only way you'll ever raise your self-esteem through comparison. He didn't advocate comparison, but he said if you are stuck in comparison, at least do that for yourself, but stop comparing upward. Mm, I love that. That's that is. That's so peaceful feeling. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so with that, how how what are some of the signs that we would look for to know whether or not we can do this without professional help, without the help of a therapist or a life coach? Um when is it time to turn to help? Well, let's take a concrete example. Let's say that someone is a salesperson and they have performance anxiety. Maybe they've read a lot of sales books and maybe they're saying, okay, I'm going to try to do this on my own. And they do things like, you know, I'm going to redefine sales. It's not about me. It's about numbers. I approach a certain number of people. I'm well prepared. Someone eventually buys. If that doesn't work over time, They would try another approach, and they would say, hmm, okay, a sales conversation is a simple sharing conversation in which we're just deciding if we have a connection and if there's a potential prospect here, and I won't take it personally. Mm. That doesn't work. Again, they just keep playing with approaches. If what they're doing isn't work, I would suggest getting a coach. If it's deep-seated issues that have to do with the need to talk about the past, They may want to consider a therapist for the problem. I think the person can really determine that on their own, though, by simply doing a little research, playing with some strategies, seeing what works for them. And a coach, as you know, can cut that learning curve significantly. We help people do things really, really rapidly that take a long time on their own. So it's a personal choice. Okay. And Doris, we're ending this segment, and this has just been so wonderful. I know that you're busy, and uh, so I'll do the last segment on my own. Thank you. Oh, what a sweetie. <laughs> and with with that, I know that you have wonderful teleclass coming up, and that's at teleclasseswithdoris.com. Uh, where else can, can folks find you on the Internet? Is there another site you'd like to tell us about? Sure. If they want the free 
document, the 10 Habits of Highly Confident People. If they're a salesperson, a corporate person, they go to supersalesconfidence.com. Okay. That's good for entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah. And we're going into break now, Doris. Thank you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriend at principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, that was just such a privilege talking to Dr. Helge. And again, that's Doris Helge. H-E-L-G-E. You can find her online. And if you want to pick up that wonderful ebook that she's offering us today, you would go to freejoyonthejobebooks.com. And to join Doris in a teleclass, go ahead to teleclassesWithDoris.com. She truly is a gifted coach. And so we're going to go on with this topic and looking at some other ways to boost your confidence. Of course, Dr. Held had some amazing, amazing suggestions and I'm going to go ahead and offer you a few more in this last segment of the show. I think that it's really important to start by recognizing your strengths and successes and we talked a little bit about that about you know in the previous segment and it's common to diminish the significance of our past wins when you're lacking in self-confidence and I can give you an example right out of my own life when I was really lacking in confidence. Yeah, One time I worked at NBC television and I was part of a 
a small team and that won a national Emmy Award. I was a producer at NBC and it was a community service program that we had worked on and we won a national Emmy. And, you know, that was really significant. And yet because it was a team, I think mostly because it was a team, I really diminished the significance of it. And it wasn't until probably about eight years later that my very, very closest friend even knew that I had been awarded a National Emmy Award. And so I had this horrible habit of diminishing my success stories. So Make a list of your success stories, even if they feel insignificant to you. I mean, you can hear how ridiculous that is. An Emmy Award, hello. Who? How many people out there are actually walking around with national Emmy Awards under their belts? And yet, I thought, well, anybody could have done it. So I know you have some things like that in your pocket as well. What are they? Take a look at some of the things you've achieved in your life and... And, you know, it doesn't have to be on Emmy Award level. It can be in your parenting or in your job or in your business, whatever it is. And you know what? There are no yeah buts. Anybody could have done this kinds of statements allowed here. Concentrate only on the positive and unique aspects of you here. This is important. So make that list and that's going to help you a lot. Doing it your way, to me, that represents leaving the expertise of others out of the picture once you know what to do. And again, I'm going to give you an example. Boy, I'm really putting myself out there, you guys. I'm, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve today on this show. I'm going to give you an example from my own life. You know, start by determining if it would be better for you to stop reading newsletters, social media updates, and websites of your competitors and your peers. If you're in corporate America, if you have a job, you know, look. LinkedIn profiles and the success stories of, of your peers there. If you're a stay-at-home parent, you know, comparing yourself to other parents and, and your children to other children because, you know, children are always better behaved when they're in someone else's care. And so you only see the perfect side of everyone else's child. You know, if doing these things like comparing yourself, which Doris talked on in the about in the previous segment, um, think about whether or not they bring feelings of inadequacy. So only compare with someone who is in a position that isn't as good as yours. And my example is that when I began building my coaching practice some years ago, you know, the first thing I did woohoo, was I subscribed to all the newsletters of all the successful coaches out there just to kind of see how they did it, right? Well, boy, did that backfire. You know, I'd be on Facebook and on Twitter and I would see that, you know, oh, she's you know in the UK this week and she's giving this presentation to 500 people this week and this one is is publishing her third book this week and and so that strategy for me turned from an education to to this 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 overwhelm of envy and fear and self-doubt so you know what i took myself off those lists and i stopped following the people that you know i viewed as more successful than me and it was just the best decision I could have ever made. It was really an empowering decision. And when I started doing things my way, because deep down inside, folks, we are our own experts on ourselves. We truly do know 
how to do things that are important to us. And that's what coaching brings out, is that ability to really tap into those inner resources. And, you know, it just was very empowering. So take a look at how you're comparing. Another great step is to tell your story. And what does that mean? Tell your story. You can do that by joining a, if you're a professional person who is, you know, either working in their own business or in corporate America, whatever it is, join a networking group of some sort. That's one way to do it. Join a chamber of commerce. Join a panel of peers and get out there and really talk about what you do because it's going to boost your confidence. It's going to help you hone your pitch. It's going to help you see a positive response from other people. And you know, that response, that feedback, even if it isn't verbal feedback, is so, so important in in gaining your own self-respect and self-confidence. And that's another thing I did when I started building my practices. I joined BNI, Business Networking International, and it wasn't with the intent of getting clients and customers, but with the intent of really figuring out who I am as a professional and what I have to offer. And boy, did that make a difference for me. We're going to move on to another important point. And this one, you know, is probably the most important because it creates a foundation for you to grow and to stop that judgment that Dr. Helge spoke about. And, you know, sometimes past failures can really hurt and stay with us. And I love this quote from Malcolm Forbes, who said, the failure is success if we learn from it. And there are a lot of quotes like that out there. And it is important that we really take those to heart. And as we carry feelings and, you know, negative thoughts about the memories of past failures and disappointment, or the memories that, you know, some sometimes people have a teacher or, you know, unfortunately a parent or a sibling who reinforces that, that they're not capable of doing something, that they're not smart enough, not good enough. That happens in life. And, you know, I don't know that people are intentionally trying to embed negativity within us. I don't think so. I'd like to not think so. But it does happen a lot. And... So these little experiences, I like to call them the, the, the treasures that are the classroom of our life. You know, we learn from them. And so it's important to forgive ourselves. Very important. Review the things that you perceive as failure in your life. And, and make a list of how you learned from those events and how you do things differently now and how much you've grown. Release any negative emotion by acknowledging the positive results that you've garnered from these experiences. And if this task seems really and truly insurmountable to you, then explore coaching and other modalities like the emotional freedom techniques, which you hear me talk about on this show um, from time to time. And tomorrow's show over at 
EFT Radio Online on Blog Talk Radio is about using the emotional freedom techniques, also known as EFT tapping, to to break the hold of these past experiences. So if today's show is really resonating with you in terms of helping you to realize, yeah, you know, I'd like to have more confidence about whatever it is, um, tune in tomorrow at EFTRadioOnline.com. There's a link there that will take you to the Blog Talk Radio Show. And that's tomorrow at um, uh, noon Eastern Time, 11 Central Time. So check that out if today's show is really resonating with you. And I've got one more uh, point that I wanted to talk about today in, in boosting confidence and break old patterns, those embedded patterns that that are within all of us, get feedback. It's really important. And, you know, we talked about that a little bit, about asking your friends and family to create a list or send you an email telling you about all of the things that they see within you. And yeah, I, I said 50 because... For a friend or a family member, it's really going to be easy to get to 50. I can almost guarantee you that. But when I have a client do this task for themselves, making the list of the qualities and strengths that they see within themselves, you know what? I push them to 100. <laughs> I'm just a ruthless coach, and I push them to 100. And I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a client come back with 100, but that's why I say 100. They come back with 50, maybe 60. And, you know, if I'd have said 50, they'd come back with 20. So I Push to the 100. Of course, don't tell my clients that, okay? They'll be mad that I pushed them. Uh, <laughs> but I pushed to 100 because, you know, you got to push. Make that list and do this exercise more than once. You know, try and do it every year or two because it's going to change. And if you compare the lists, it's really kind of fun because you can say, oh, that three-year-old list doesn't have X, Y, and Z on it, and now it does. Wow. You know, that list from two years ago doesn't have the successful word on it, but now I see myself as successful. So when people praise your success and you praise your own success and your attitude and personal qualities, think about how it makes you feel. If you feel embarrassed or humbled or or anxious thoughts or you're saying things like, oh gosh, it's really no big deal or yeah, well, it's just common sense, think again. Push yourself out of that comfort zone that we talked about in the first segment of today's show and do this exercise. Make the list and ask your friends and family members to make a list for you as well. And these are just some beginning steps. And of course, Doris had some wonderful steps as well today. Take action and, you know, send me an email. Let me know how you do. Which confidence boosters work the best for you? And and which ones did you go ahead and kind of make up on your own? Did you find things on your own that, that really, really helped? So join me tomorrow on tomorrow's continuation and getting to the real core of confidence issues at EFTRadioOnline.com. I look forward to seeing you next week here as well. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. 
If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've always